Hello and welcome to another episode of Sacktown Talks. Today we have Matt Haney joining us, candidate for the 17th Assembly District. Matt, how's it going and thanks for joining us. It's going well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you're currently uh, running for the 17th Assembly District, which used to be, I guess, you know, kind of uh, uh, vacated by David Chu. Can you kind of t tell us about kind of your decision to run run for assembly and kind of what you're currently doing? Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, we're one week out from the primary, so wow, uh, this is one up. of the fast uh, special elections that came about because of a vacancy. There was some political uh, shuffling here and different appointments and such that led to it opening up. Uh, you know, I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, raised by a single mom. I went to public schools, I went to public childcare, I went to public university at UC Berkeley, and I've really had you know, incredible opportunities uh, that have come from uh, investments that our state has made. But we have a lot of big challenges that we still face as a state and as a city. Um, I represent downtown San Francisco currently, uh, which includes the Tenderloin and South of Market. Uh, we have thousands of people that are still living on our streets. Uh, people who are uh, unable to access health care or uh, treatment for mental illness. Um, we have a uh, housing affordability crisis in, in San Francisco that I know extends all over the state where housing is too expensive for most folks um, and we aren't building enough housing. And so all of these things are things that I've confronted at the local level uh, with solutions um, on those issues as well as economic inequality and clean energy. Uh, but San Francisco, even a city of our size and, and our wealth, can't solve these problems alone. You know, we really need much bigger, bolder statewide solutions that get us to net zero emissions, that build housing in every community so there's enough for people, especially young people, to be able to get housing uh, and, and invest in the future and, uh, and make sure that we're investing in critical public institutions like uh, our public schools that are still underfunded. Um, so that's why I want to go to Sacramento. I've, I've spent my whole career in public service. I've represented people who are facing evictions. I chair our uh, budget and finance uh, committee here in San Francisco. I've worked in Sacramento as a legislative aide and run statewide advocacy organizations. And uh, and I and also I like Sacramento. <laughs> I like the people there. I like the work that gets done there. I like the city. Uh, and I'm excited to be able to spend more time there and, and take on some of these big challenges we're facing. You know, it, it's so interesting because a, a lot of the, the folks who are, you know, are elected to the you know, Board of Supervisors or over here to Sacramento from San Francisco are never born and raised in San Francisco. They're always from the East Coast, Ivy League educated, <laughs> coming back to, uh, you know, coming to San Francisco, you know, this, you, you know, one of the first kind of homegrown candidates uh, <laughs> you know, we've heard from in a long time. Can you kind of Talk about, you know, being a local and kind of growing up there and and kind of what that means to, you know, your constituency. Sure. You know, San Francisco is a place that welcomes people from from all over the, the world. And, and so we do have a lot of people who who end up in San Francisco for a whole variety of reasons, including in our leadership. But I've always been a, a Bay Area uh, person, a Bay Area kid. You know, I've lifelong Giants, Niners, Warriors fans. I, I actually represent the Giants and the Warriors currently. Uh, they're in my supervisor district. So that's uh, that's an honor uh, uh, in of itself as a Bay Area kid. But, uh, you know, the, the Bay Area is an amazing place. San Francisco is an amazing place. My grandparents uh, still live here. They're 93 and 92. They've been here my whole life. Wow. Um, it's a place that really has such incredible 
know, creativity and innovation and, and love of diversity and, uh, you know, and it's been it's been at the forefront of so many changes over the years on civil rights, on LGBT rights. And so, you know, to be able to be from here and represent this place and also bring the voice of of people from the Bay Area, you know, to Sacramento, uh, as I said, you know, I've been here and have benefited from so many opportunities, uh, as many have in our public schools and our in our public universities. And so uh, I do think that uh, being a San Franciscan, a Bay Area person and representing the city is a special honor for me. And I hope it gives me, I, I hope I can come with some level of understanding of what people here care about and what they go through and what their needs are. Yeah, kind of, you, you mentioned earlier that I guess you uh, graduated, you know, you went to public school, you went to, to Berkeley. Can you kind of talk about kind of your, your journey from, you know, graduating from college to kind of where you are today and kind of give us a little background? Sure. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, my, my first job out of college was I went and worked in Sacramento. I was a legislative aide uh, for a state senator there. And so I, I, you know, a lot of the things that happen in, in Sacramento really are unknown to many Cal Californians even. You know, we, we focus a lot more on the federal government, we focus more on local government, but many of the big, big issues that impact our lives, whether that's public education or healthcare, or universities, criminal justice issues are decided in Sacramento. And so it really gave me that insight into how important the work is up there. I spent just about a year and a half up there and then I ended up in law school and in my first year of law school, uh, I uh, got caught up in uh, the Barack Obama <laughs> wave in 2008. Right. I ended up working for the campaign and working for him and uh, going to the White House and leaving law school for some amount of time. And that, that experience also, I think, really taught me about uh, the, the positive things that could come from politics. You know, in my, my generation, we had seen a lot of, of the negative things, you know, the Iraq war and different things that I, we, we, you know, I was organizing against when I was in college. But then we saw the Barack Obama campaign. And for me, it was a really awakening of, hey, you know, we can actually accomplish things in politics. We can get good people in there. We can uh, achieve things that maybe we didn't think were possible. And so that really brought me into organizing in my own community. I came back. I started a nonprofit, really getting closely involved in schools, working with kids, raising money, volunteering in schools. I got my law degree and my master's in education, ran a, a nonprofit that did education advocacy, and then uh, decided to run for office myself. I was elected at uh, 29 years old to the Board of Education here in San Francisco. I served for six years there, including for a while as the president of the board, and then ultimately you know, saw the connections between the challenges that educators and families and kids were facing in our schools and what was happening in our neighborhoods in our city where people couldn't afford housing or uh, we had over 2000 students who are homeless. Uh, we had um, challenges that really were bigger than what could only be accomplished in our schools, which obviously is still very important. So I decided to run for the Board of Supervisors. And so um, that journey has led me here to want to continue my path in public service and bring the things that I've learned here uh, and, and the work that I've been able to do to the state level. So, so you went to law school, you got your law degree. Did you ever practice law? Did you ever go and get your license or work for a firm? Yeah, anything? I'm a member of the bar. Um, I, I still pay my dues every every year. Uh, and I have uh, represented people who are facing evictions. I've 
practiced for some amount of time as a tenant attorney. Um, I taught uh, education law uh, at JFK Law School and uh, also taught at Stanford and the design school there. So uh, I've, I have practiced some law, but I never, I never went the big firm route. I, right. I did get offered a job at a, at a big firm, but decided you know, my, my path was going to be more in public service. You know, we got a, a lot of staff uh, who listen and, and, you know, that's always one of the questions we always get is, you know, is it worth going to law school if you want to <laughs> have a, a career in politics? Kind of what's, what's your opinion on that? Uh, well, I still have a lot of law school debt. And so it does cost right. a lot of money. Uh, I really enjoyed law school. You know, I met a lot of good people. I learned things. I got exposed to opportunities. Uh, I'm sure it's helped me in my in my journey now as a lawmaker. Uh, I don't think it's essential in order to go into public service. So I, I feel like for people who want to run for office or they want to go into politics, sometimes because we see so many lawyers in politics, we think, oh, I have to do that first in order to go into uh, politics. But I, I don't think that's at all the case. I think that uh, we really need more people who are you know, teachers or doctors or, or sort of from other professions, nurses, small business owners. Um, in order to, you know, to get into politics as well. And I think people respond well uh, to people who are not lawyers because <laughs> right. there's already a lot of us, in, a lot of lawyers in here, but you know, uh, a lot of people become lawyers like I did because I wanted to advocate for people. Right. So it does make sense. You know, at the same time, if you want to advocate for people, you don't have to become a lawyer first. Yeah, well put, well put. Especially with all the debt that comes with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be paying this off for the rest of my life. You know, I look at it every time. I'm like, wow, just, just the interest keeps going up. Yeah, keep <laughs> away. Yeah. So I, I think you said what ballots are coming out next week. Is that right? Yeah, ballots are out right now. So we're, oh, wow. we're you know, my team is here. We're already working on getting the vote out, and you know, uh, we've identified a lot of supporters. So we're now we're just trying to make sure that they vote, and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, we're in the middle of it. Yeah. This so is I guess how, how many candidates are there and kind of how's the, the campaign looking right now? Yeah, there are, there are four candidates. Uh, and, uh, you know, I feel good about it. I'm the only sitting supervisor who's running and I've been able to really, I think, have a, uh, a track record on things that are important to people here, which I, I hope is still <laughs> what, what will determine uh, the outcome of this and what people right. care the most about, you know, not only whether you've talked about it, but whether you've done it. And, you know, during the pandemic, I was very visible here on a lot of big issues, you know, our, our vaccine rollout, I was deeply involved in making sure we were getting, getting mass vaccination sites, make sure we we're getting homeless people off the streets into hotels during the pandemic, protecting workers. So, you know, I think all of those things uh, for me are what, my narrative has been, which is that I'm, you know, a progressive leader, but also someone who's been proven, who's been effective on and taking on big challenges. And ultimately that I'll be the most prepared to do that in Sacramento. So, so far it seems to be resonating. <laughs> I think we're, we're in a, we're in a very good uh, spot to hopefully, uh, you know, uh, win in the, in either the special primary or in a runoff. Right. So I, I, so you have the primary now, and then let, you know, there is a chance you could get what 50% plus one vote, and then you could be in right away. But if not, there'd be like a top two runoff sometime. What later, what maybe June? Yeah. April right? 19th will be the top two runoff. 
Okay, wow. So it's, it's everyone expects that there will be a top two runoff. It's just, you know, there's a few strong candidates. So the idea that somebody would get over 50% is, is pretty unlikely. I mean, it's possible, right? Uh, but uh, it's unlikely. And so what, what, what's the final election date then for, for this election? Uh, the final election date for this election is April 19th is the, is the general election runoff. Uh, oh, the, oh, the, the primary is primary. on uh, February 15th. Very, so okay, we, so wow. Only what, seven more days, huh? wow. Seven more days, yeah. Came up After quick. we finish here, I gotta, I gotta jump back on the phone and call people for money. That's what candidates uh, have to do, unfortunately. The other side of the story. So, yeah. You know, so how, how are things in, in San Francisco? I know that the pandemic has been pretty tough on it. You know, we see things in the news regarding crime and stuff. Uh, you know, how, what is the pulse of the city right now and, and how is San Francisco bouncing back? You know, San Francisco has been hit, I think, uh, harder than a lot of places for, for, for a number of reasons. You know, we are a city that really does rely a lot on visitors and whether that's people who come here for big conventions like for tech companies and such or people who visit uh, from all around the world. We're one of the most visited cities in the country. And so we have a whole hospitality sector that relies on that. We, we also have a lot of folks who work in offices downtown. And so that that is, leads us uh, to a place where most of those folks aren't coming in right now. And so San Francisco really, in many ways during the pandemic has, has been a shell of its former self. And we've taken the pandemic very seriously. So we've had some really strong regulations, which I think, you know, has saved lives and have been a good thing, but it's, it's set us back economically for sure. And so our, you know, my hope is that we are in the, on the forward march now, and we're not going backwards in terms of reopening our city and getting folks to come back into offices and getting tourists to come back and conventions to come back and everything. And when that happens, San Francisco will, will come back as well. San Francisco is a place that just has so much to offer. It's beauty, it's diversity. It's, uh, we have so many you know, leading companies uh, in the world that are headquartered here. So San Francisco will be fine. Uh, we do have challenges that have been exacerbated during the pandemic, just like a lot of places. I mean, I was in Sacramento and it was a similar kind yeah. of feel, you know, on K Street and a lot of people were experiencing homelessness, a lot of businesses shut down. So it's going to take a little while for us to rebuild and also, you know, address some of the challenges that we already had, like homelessness, that I think have gotten worse everywhere during the pandemic. Yeah, kind of, you know, as, as a candidate, you're obviously going door to door, uh, talking to voters, kind of what, what are in voters' minds right now? Uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they're worried about the, the cost of housing and whether we're building enough housing. That's a huge thing. Uh, they're worried about homelessness and, and crime. You know, they, they do feel that things have gotten worse. And I think in many ways that they ha it has, you know, exacerbated by the pandemic. Uh, you know, they see uh, what they what, what feels like an increase in homelessness and concerns about that and, and sort of whether our city is city and state are going to be able to confront those things. You know, they're worried about small businesses and overall quality of life, which I think uh, all of us are concerned about. Uh, you know, and then there's the, the big things that I get to talk to people in, in this race about, which is, doesn't come as, up as much in a, in a, on, on a local uh, situation. But, you know, climate change is a huge concern, you know, the extreme weather events that we're seeing. So I think that San Franciscans are probably uh, 
in line with much how much of the rest of the state is feeling right now. Right. We want to see things get back to normal, but we're also concerned that on some fronts, with some of the challenges we were facing before the pandemic, that things have gotten worse. And we really want to see the type of solutions that can confront those issues. Kind of, you know, going door to door and talking to people, you got any really good memorable stories from the <laughs> campaign trail right now? Uh, any really good memorable stories? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I am always um, trying to kind of keep the pulse of, you know, what's happening in our in our neighborhood. I, I walk around the Tenderloin a lot, which is where I live. Um, I did get to, to chat with somebody the other day who um, this is going to be the first election that he is able to vote in. Um, you know, we passed a law, our first local election, at least we, we passed a law uh, just a little over a year ago, which now allows uh, people who are on parole, uh, who've served their time and are out in the communities for them to be able to vote. And uh, that, that's, that's a, that was really um, heartwarming, you know, to think, and this is true also for people who turn 18 or who are newly citizens or such, but when you meet people who this is their first election, uh, and they get to vote and that they, they're telling me they're going to cast their ballot for me. That's something that's very humbling. And uh, so that, that I had that moment just just last week chatting with a, a guy on the street and he was telling me he, how excited he was to be able to vote. So it is also a reminder, you know, some of us have the have the have the privilege to be able to vote and um, and don't, uh, you know, and so it's also important, I think, um, that for a lot of people, it's a big deal. And if we do have that privilege, we should we should use it. Yeah, I guess, you know, being a board of supervisors, is there some, you know, sometimes you, I, I'm sure you must get frustrated that there's something you can't do, your hands are tied because of, of, of state law. Uh, kind of what are you looking forward to coming to do in, in to Sacramento and come change? So uh, kind of untie your hands and help your community. <laughs> yeah, you know, this has come up some, uh, you know, we're dealing with like much of the state, a, a, a a crisis, a, an epidemic related to drug addiction and drug overdoses. And there have been some areas where I'd really like to see the state either provide more help or, or in some ways, like you said, stop tying our hands. You know, uh, people who need access to treatment, uh, prescriptions, need to be able to have lower barriers to, to get those um, uh, get them enrolled in those treatments and the state in some ways makes it hard and, 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 and creates barriers for people to get enrolled in, in treatments that can get them off of opioids. We, we are in San Francisco losing nearly two people a day to drug overdoses. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's tripled over the last few years and across our state, you know, this is now, uh, you know, much more deadly even than than COVID. And so, you know, that that is something that I really want to help lead on, you know, expand treatment beds, but also make sure, you know, the people who are out there interacting with people have the tools that they need, you know, whether that's certain um, laws related to conservatorships and getting people who may not uh, you know, know that they need help into help uh, and then reducing some of those barriers so that we can enroll people in treatments. So that's something that I that I'm you know I think as we as we move out of this pandemic we're gonna we really need to focus on some of these issues that are still huge um, problems and have gotten worse and I think drug addiction is one of them especially with fentanyl we have a lot of big issue with fentanyl which is something that's fifty times more powerful than heroin and can you know, kill somebody with a very small amount. Wow. 
you know, with, with the election coming up, you know, you said there was four other candidates. Is that right? What kind of distinguishes you from the other candidates and kind of why, why do you think, you know, people should vote for you over the, the other folks? Um, you know, I, I, I think that things have been really hard over the last few years for, for San Franciscans as they have for much of the state. And a lot of the voters are going to be asking, where were you? You know, what, what have you done for me lately? You know, were you there? Did you support our small businesses and help them stay afloat? You know, did you make sure that we had access to vaccine sites and testing sites? Uh, did you help with the challenges around public safety or, or housing? And uh, I've done those things for, for our residents and in a way that I think uh, stands out in the field that when the residents here really needed leadership, uh, I stepped up. And because of that, I'm prepared to uh, step up in Sacramento on their behalf. I, I know what their needs are. I know what they've been through. I know how to get things done. Uh, I am not running as an ideologue or, or someone who is going to, you know, point fingers. I'm, I'm running as somebody who, and I have a track record around it, who's going to roll up my sleeves. And I think that's what, you know, is going to distinguish me in this race and also hopefully make me an effective assembly member in Sacramento. Oh, well put, well put. Well, I know, you know, time is tight for you and you got to go <laughs> hit the campaign trail, but thank you so much for joining us. And if listeners want to check you out or your campaign, how can we get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, matthaney.com. <laughs> Welcome to sign up or, or send us a note. And, uh, and I look forward to, to seeing folks up in Sacramento soon. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a good Valentine's Day, Matt. And, uh, <laughs> I'll try.